Although the characters we discuss are fictional, the challenges people face every day are not. The information we provide in this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be used in place of advice from a mental health or medical professional. If you are struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Jedi Council Podcast, where we explore mental health in your favorite fictional characters. Welcome to the next episode of the Jedi Council Podcast. This is your graduate student co-host, Brandon Saxton. And Katie Gordon. How are you doing today, Katie? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good, and I'm really excited to talk about Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. Which I know, I just did a, a dramatic hand with. <laughs> that doesn't come through in the audio medium, but just imagine it every time I say Infinity War. <laughs> so, uh, full spoilers for yep. Avengers Infinity War. Which I feel like we're like almost the last people to see it, so that's, that's probably true. okay. Even though it only came out like a week ago, is that right, or was it longer now? I don't remember. I can't Two remember weeks it. at most, yeah. it seems like. And uh, usually we try to see them right away, but it coincided with like end of the semester business. Mm-hmm. So we're finally seeing it now. We're going to talk about it. Uh, it's mostly just going to be a reaction and maybe highlighting on any potential psychological sort of stuff but there wasn't a lot there it's pretty much pure action Mm -hmm. full force the whole movie yeah uh so full spoilers let's jump right in katie what did you think of the movie if you had to rate it on a scale from iron man to captain america (laughs) where does avengers infinity war fall for you oh gosh that's i would have put black panther at the top of the scale yeah that's true i was just thinking the civil war (laughs) oh i see yeah that's where i I didn't get the grouping that's okay i don't I haven't seen every single movie that I was supposed to see before this. Which there are 18, I think? Yeah. I, or a lot more, maybe? I'm not sure. That's That sounds like a good I estimate. So, yeah. I haven't seen all of them, so I don't I don't have it all exactly down. Um, and I, I have a hard time reading it, but I will say I liked it. I don't know yeah. exactly where it falls, but I enjoyed it a lot. I liked Thor Ragnarok a lot in terms of recent yeah. similarly themed movies. I thought that was good. That was one of my favorite kind yeah. of marvel movies at least the recent ones but i i like this a lot it's a different kind of movie i guess because it feels like it's just like constant action with yeah. humor almost at every step too which is good so i i guess it's different than some of the ones that tell more of a story i mean mm-hmm. there's a story there but it's only it's almost like it's there to move the action along yes. so all of that is a long way to say that i'm taking the rating scale too seriously <laughs> giving it too much thought but i liked a lot i definitely want to see it again how about you yeah same i want to see it again as well and i definitely liked it so it reminded me a lot of the first time that i saw the first avengers movie mm-hmm. when i was just i was really excited and i felt like all this stuff was coming together in this really big way and it feel it felt that way again but much to a much bigger scale or on a grander level um but i really enjoyed it as well i thought all of the character interactions were really fun and well done and there was a perfect balance between um comedy i was laughing and i think even like clapping at some places yeah. i was laughing so hard and then at other points where i was fully reclined and my uh movie theater recliner but i was like craning my neck a little bit because i was like leaning in and really getting into the uh intensity of some of the really intense moments of which there were many so i really enjoyed it um i've I've, i don't think that 
I, I will be very surprised if any movie ever replaces Logan as my favorite. Yeah, that was from, so good. Yeah, kind of the over. I know that's not part of this same universe, but Marvel is as big as yes. I can, as much as I can parse them for now. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. That works for me. So, uh, but this one I thought was really good, really well done, and, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed the story a lot. And I'm very excited for the next one. Yeah, yeah you know, it reminds me, if I may, mix. DC and Please. Marvel a little bit, which I know is, is weird, but it's kind of like Justice League, which I know a lot of people didn't like that, unlike um, like Infinity War and stuff like that. But it reminds me similarly of that, like, you know, they're all together and it's a very action-packed thing. You have these little moments of how they're interacting, but when you have, like, Wonder Woman and the Superman movie separately, it get, it's a, just a feels like a different mm-hmm. kind of movie. So I... Overall, I thought it was very good. I think that um, one of the things that it defies expectations is that when major, whenever major characters die, especially mm-hmm. when it's early on, and this kind of opens up right away with Loki yep. dying and Heimdall. Yes, mm-hmm. and so it's like right away, like they're not messing around. <laughs> like no. there's no, and then of course. Oh, many more people die as this thing continues. And fairly graphically, too, yes. with Loki, at least. Yes. Um, Thanos just kind of picks him up and almost strangles him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't know how much violence to kind of expect from a PG-13 film, and that was about the limit that I kind of I didn't know it was PG-13. I think, seems... it, I think it's a PG-13. Wow. Yeah, I might be wrong on that. No, um, that was that was really graphic. And Loki is a great character, oh, a and I thought when he's when he's dying that like you see the connections between he and Thor, and because of the way that that Loki is, I guess kind of with um, he's chaotic, I guess mm-hmm. is that you don't know if he's really going to align with Thanos or if he is going to stand up for Thor, yeah. and of course it's like moving because he's actually trying to kill. Thanos, yeah. uh, but then he gets killed. One thing I was curious about, mm-hmm. just as we kind of break down the movie, and there's a lot to break mm-hmm. down, uh, I'm really wondering what happened to like Valkyrie and some of the other characters yeah. from Ragnarok. So the kind of implication is, and I really need to watch the movie again, is that Thanos killed half the people on the ship, was kind of yeah. what he said. Yeah. So I'm I'm not wondering if like Valkyrie, and I don't remember that kind of cool like rock guy yeah. that you might remember from Thor Ragnarok. I wonder if they were maybe a part of a group that got away on like an escape ship or were allowed to leave, and then the rest kind of got blown up on the ship, or kind of with the ones that got killed. I, I mean, I get why they started it off like that, but I was I want to know what in the world happened there because I feel like that's a a big part of the story that's yeah. almost missing actually. Yeah, you can't even like take a breath and ease into it. Like no. it's right into like horrible death and destruction, yeah, for sure. and it's like at least like that's why I appreciate the comic relief and like, yeah. that's what as I've said before on our podcast. What I really like about Buffy the Vampire Slayer is there are there are a lot of these intense moments, but like I can kind of tolerate them more when they have jokes and it was very very funny and yeah. a lot of the actors had such great chemistry together so that mm-hmm. so that was good um so that's one of the times in the movie that we see that sibling theme where there's yeah. been this kind of mixed relationship we also see it with uh, gamora and nebula yes. too and um in both cases ultimately you see this loyalty and connection among siblings even mm-hmm. if they've had times that disagree and they they you see this loyalty to family, which is yeah. kind of an interesting theme. Uh, another, if we're sticking with kind of the family sure. theme dynamic, um, that's a big part of Thanos a yeah. little bit too, is this family part. And so I, this is kind of an interesting thing. And I don't know how much you're familiar with Thanos in the comics. Not, but not at all. They changed his motivation a little bit. Oh. So in this kind of storyline in the comics, 
it's the same he has the same end goal he wants to kill half of the people in the universe but it's not for any of this balance stuff it's because he's actually has this very deep infatuation with death who's a, a tangible being mm-hmm. and he wants to impress her so that she'll love him and so that's kind of his motivation is he's going to impress her by killing half the people mm. who exist um, which is kind of convoluted, I think, and would have been hard to fit into the movie yeah. because it's hard. Thanos is already kind of mysterious, I think, in the movie universe. So they did change it a little bit, and he has—he's a, actually a pretty fascinating character in a lot yeah. of ways um, because he's clearly a bad, like you know, uh, a bad person. Yeah, he's a mass he's horrible. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he killed half the people mm-hmm. in the universe. That's terrible. Um, but he ha- has this like deep love for Gamora as mm-hmm. his daughter. Even though he does kill her in exchange for the soul stone, but he's crying when he does it. And I don't know, I thought it was really interesting to learn a lot more about Thanos and kind of see that, you know, this had happened on his planet of Titan where people were starving and that was his suggestion, they didn't like it. So now he's kind of like stuck on this idea and he's kind of like forcing it on the whole universe. It's very bizarre and and I think... It, it's easily picked apart because by the time he has all of the stones, he could have easily done other things like made it so people just required less food, right? Or mm-hmm. or just made an unlimited amounts mm-hmm. of food. But that's kind of his solution. He's stuck on that idea. I don't know. It's very interesting. Yeah, I agree. I mean, one of the things that that you see, I guess, that's surprising is that is how much he does have anguish after Gamora dies. I mean, he still kills her, but it makes me think about some of, you know, there are people who, for example, there's this idea, um, my graduate school mentor, Thomas Joyner, wrote a book about um, murder-suicides. And one of the things that he proposed in it was that the people who were, like killing family members and themselves mm-hmm. or wh- whoever it is in, in the group that they were doing that, that they had these ideas of virtue that they were taking mercy on people and and themselves, but he called it perversion because it's obviously really messed up and, and, and you're not doing that, you're really hurting them. And so mm-hmm. it made me think of that where he has, you, you can't just say, oh, he's completely callous and he just likes to see people die. I mean, he is he is callous, but he yeah. also has these emotions and drives and this just completely false belief that what he's doing is the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like his, like you said, his solution to the problem is to kill half the people mm-hmm. and even sacrifice his daughter because he believes that he's doing some higher good. Mm-hmm. But it's also mixed in with, I mean, a, a greed for power. I mean, he's just oh, a yeah. lust for power that he, it seems like nothing can take him off of that that pathway. So it made me think about how sometimes very powerful people, especially when you have people who are basically deferring to everything that you say, right? He Mm -hmm. has people that work for him, and for a while his daughters, he Mm -hmm. views them and stuff like that. Um, It's, it's, you can think in your mind you're doing the right thing, and yet you're doing something totally horrible, and Mm -hmm. how someone gets so off like that. But I, that, I did think that character had more depth than just like I'm gonna kill a bunch of people, yeah. and then the idea, like I mentioned to you after we saw the movie, reminded me of you know because he focused on having enough food. It reminded me of Jonathan Swift's a modest proposal that he wrote in 1729, which was um, basically uh, many people are familiar with. I think that I probably first came across this in high school, but it's a, a satirical piece that was basically trying to illuminate how 
negatively people treated individuals who were poor. And the way that it was done was by writing this, it was called a modest proposal, kind of ironically, well, very ironically, because he's talking about, well, I have a solution to the problem that we don't have enough food or resources for everyone. Perhaps people can start eating children or selling children to richer people. And um, so he goes a little bit further than Thanos, but it, it is, it did remind me of this idea that like, you know, our solution rather than like you said, looking for like these kind of creative ways, there's this idea throughout time that like we need to change the population or we need to get rid of people who aren't helping um, society. Now in Thanos's case, it's interesting because it's random. It's a random mm-hmm. 50% and he views that as just and fair, which I mean, I guess that's better than judging people based on something, but not really. I mean, mm-hmm. he's still killing half the people. So I don't know. It's, it's even that in and of itself is kind of odd because yeah. it doesn't fit with a pattern of when people are trying to control society, I guess. Right. Really interesting character. Yeah, I think so. And, I'm, and quite, quite creepy. It's amazing creepy, yeah. to watch him go against all of these other super strong heroes and he just like basically like flicks them away yeah. you know and it takes all of them and still they're having a hard time even making a, a tiny dent in him that does lead me to my probably one and only complaint mm-hmm. about the movie though is it does seem like he has a little bit of an inconsistent level of power yeah. uh, during some of the movie yeah. like the, with the reality stone mm-hmm. i don't totally understand the extent of the power of that because like he can turn like uh drax into like a pile of rocks and uh, he turned, uh, like, Star-Lord's gun into bubbles. Yeah. So I didn't know, like, why he wasn't just doing that to, like, the Avengers mm-hmm. when they were trying to stop him. I don't know. That's just me digging too far into it, to be certain. No, it, that's true. I didn't... It's 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 hard to get. And it seems like he's getting stronger with each of the yeah. stones, too. But still, it's not... You're right, because he's got most of them by the time that they... That the Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and um, Spider-Man and Iron Man all try to... Yes. And um, Doctor Strange tried to get him together, so... What did you think was going on with Hulk, who wouldn't help during the I movie? was going to ask you the same thing. Is there... Any hint of that in previous movies that I may have missed? Nope. I think that uh, the he was embarrassed because he really yeah. got beaten up right in the beginning by Thanos, and I don't think he wanted to fight anymore. Huh. And he's like almost never been beaten before. Yeah, that was by so Iron weird. Man. Yeah, <laughs> just like completely. Oh yeah, just really uh, yeah. beat him up. So I, that was a really interesting part mm-hmm. of it, though. Yeah, he he really didn't want to come out and help. So you think he had like performance anxiety I think or something so, yeah. like that? Because. I, I th- the idea is, so Hulk ages uh, with how long he is the Hulk. Mm-hmm. So he's like about like a three-year-old or so, mm-hmm. like two and a half or three, just given the amount of time that Bruce Banner was in space where he was always Hulk. So you could imagine like a super strong three-year-old who maybe got like beaten by a big mm-hmm. bully, like might not want to help anymore. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way I think about mm-hmm. it. That might not be right, but that's, that's interesting. Because yeah. a lot of the time, you see Bruce Banner basically trying to suppress the Hulk, and here he's like, "Come on!" And yeah. like it doesn't really work out. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Tony Stark helps by basically making him a Hulk yes. thing. Yeah, yeah, and I don't. That suit is from um, Avengers Two. Uh, what's the name of that one? Age of Ultron. Mm, okay. Yeah, where uh, Iron Man fights the Hulk in that big suit. Oh, okay. yeah, it's called the Hulkbuster. Yeah, so that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, definitely liked Thor. I liked yeah. when he had a moment of really uh, 
pretty a, a real vulnerable moment where he really was kind of sitting and thinking uh, that pretty much everyone he knows is gone now. Um, and then uh, Rocket Raccoon, who is the new kind of captain, says, oh, time to like go talk to him. And, the Reb. <laughs> yes, and tries to sort of talk to him. Mm. But he, you can tell he's kind of having a hard time with it, understandably. Yeah, yeah That so one of the things, and I'm kind of skipping around in order here, but when they start to die, a lot of them, I feel like, they've a lot of them have been through so much. I feel like mm. they're almost like kind of, hardened to the idea of death and they're like what's happening but they're not freaking out but spider-man is an exception to that like you really see peter kind of like no i don't want to die you know kind of like he's too young to die and he's really freaking out about Mm -hmm. it and i thought it was interesting that they had that because he's seen a lot of stuff too Mm -hmm. but they're all they've all lost so Mm -hmm. many people that are important to them Mm -hmm. and they've just looked stared fear right in the face you know that the point where they, I think, habituated to as much as anyone can. And they're just like, you know, what's this thing going on? And, and part of it's confusion, but like he, you really see his fear. And then Tony Mm -hmm. kind of trying to comfort him a little bit and stuff like that. That was hard for me to see. I thought that was really sad. I think that was probably the most emotionally impactful scene of the Mm -hmm. film for sure. Yeah. Um, That whole sequence really was, but particularly that moment. Yeah, for sure. I did like his cool new uh, like space Spider-Man suit. I think it's called the Iron Spider, uh, with like the extra legs that would come out and stuff. That was very cool. He's he's just such a a lot of them are, but he's just such a lovable character. And I like how they're in the flying space dome or whatever. Yeah, solution comes from like aliens or something. It's not like a superpower thing. It's like this very powerful being that they can't defeat. Who's worked? You know, Thanos is pal or whatever and then they just like rip open the spaceship yeah. like an he's done i don't know what was the name of that person but that was my yeah, favorite of thanos's kind of i think they're called the children of thanos mm-hmm. and he was kind of the wizard one and one of my favorite parts about him actually is we see in this one dr strange is actually like much more powerful he's still not to like comic book levels of power but he's actually like he's not just doing like kung fu with like the firecracker sticks he's doing like spells now I really like Doctor yeah, Strange a lot. I thought he was really cool. He's also so confident that seeing him interact with like kind of the arrogance of Iron Man was it very, was fun to see fun, them. Yeah. Um, but what I did like about it was that that kind of wizard person who worked for Thanos thought that he was like a children's like magician because of yes like, he, he was so much more powerful yeah. that he like that. I thought that was such a neat sort of thing because I was like. Doctor Strange is so strong in this. This is awesome. And then he's like, so you're like, do this at like children's parties or what's the deal? (laughs) I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I loved Doctor Strange and I thought the Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange, Tony Stark dynamic was really cool. Um, And I liked how, you know, right away Doctor Strange says like, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'll let you die and Spider-Man die. Like I need to protect the time stone, which is like a hard decision, but at the same time, like logically, I was like, that kind of like I yeah. mean, that mean, I get why he's it's saying like the that. the trolley. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> problem or whatever. Yeah, which I saw something the other day that said that people's hypothetical answers to that, I guess, are in no way predictive of how they actually respond. <gasps> that's what happened yep. in the movie. <laughs> that is that's interesting. <laughs> the trolley we, problem. We, we can tie that in. Yeah. Um, because you're right. That is what, what happened. He gives up the stone um, mm-hmm. to save uh, Iron Man, which is a really cool scene. Um, but I think also probably played into when he used the time stone to look at like the 14.5 million different outcomes. And presumably this was the one. Yeah. So I, I think it had to play out that way. And he yeah. was kind of helping it along. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But 
Yeah, no, I I think that makes sense because it's it's. I was surprised, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I they they definitely set it up that way, mm-hmm. but he also knows a lot of stuff that yeah. we didn't see while he was sitting there looking at all of them. Yeah. Speaking of knowing stuff, I thought it was interesting that Thanos knew who Tony Stark was and yeah. said, made that comment about him having knowledge. I don't know what what that is. Mm-hmm. So Tony Stark has been plagued by like these terrible visions that were kind of reminiscent of PTSD since the first Avengers movie. So I'm wondering if, like, some of what I thought was just, like, you know, typical symptoms of re-experiencing were actually something more cosmic or supernatural in nature. Yeah, so I'm interested to learn more about that. Yeah, speaking of kind of having secret knowledge, I thought, kind of going back to Gamora a little bit, she similarly is faced with knowing, like, Nebula is going to die. Or, you know everyone's in danger mm-hmm. and she basically saves her sister mm-hmm. even though rationally that's not the right thing and when put in another situation um star lord was um i don't i feel like i'm saying his name wrong oh yeah that's his name right yes <laughs> okay. i don't know why i thought that um but when he's asked to kill her he does it of course the thanos turns into bubbles but he is willing to shoot her and yeah. kill her so like when he's faced with it he does the thing and maybe that's because he swore to yeah. her and not because he's doing like a rational yeah. calculation on his mother specifically yeah which is, like, this very emotional and powerful did. thing for him yeah. yeah so it's kind of it's kind of unusual that and even nebula is like even though she's in pain she's like don't tell yeah. him where it is you know and so it's just heartbreaking mm-hmm. And that happens. That was also another interesting sequence, though, when Thanos mm-hmm. got that stuff. So, I don't know if you recall from the first Captain America movie, but that kind of cloaked figure was Red Skull, who is the villain oh, in Captain America I do 1. Not, I didn't remember yes, that. Yes, which is very interesting because, basically, long story short, he, uh, mm-hmm. and, um, he dies in the movie and presumably wants to get one of the Infinity Stones. Um, which he talks a little bit about, but he's it was a long comeback from a movie like 10 years that he's kind of this specter now of the Soul Stone. And I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's weird. No, I didn't know that. It was an odd character for sure. Yeah, definitely. The idea that you have to sacrifice a soul for a soul or mm-hmm. give up something that you love. I'm not wondering if Gamora's soul is in the Soul Stone huh. now and that maybe she'll come back, is my guess. I want her which to come back. I want her to as well. <laughs> Part one of only like six women in this yeah. universe, and like let's let's not like get cut uh, out yeah, all of the women. Not get rid like, of her. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. And she's such a neat character. She is um, to boot. So, but I'll be curious um, what happens with that. Made me want to dye my hair with pink streaks and again because yeah, so I can I can be like more. I don't really have a Comic-Con coming up, so I don't really have a good reason for that. But (laughs) you really need one. (laughs) No, that's that's true. I don't. She's just, she's just, the things that she's seen and been through and the fact that she's trying to use it for a lot of them, you you could say that about, but there's something inspirational about that. Yeah, I don't want to throw around the word, but I think if there is a character who's kind of has this tortured life, it's probably her. Yeah. In a lot of ways Mm -hmm. with some of the things that... She and Nebula have experienced. It's true. I mean, it's nice to see how the Guardians look out for each other mm-hmm. and that they really are family and that seems mm-hmm. like a big protective part of it um i liked teenage groot a lot teenage like groot emo so kind funny. of and also like really was a clutch player with like making the axe handle yeah. to save thor's life that yeah. was really cool mm-hmm. yeah really awesome mm-hmm. um and such a cool part to like put that piece of him into that mm-hmm. uh i was really like where where i mean where was the handle 
That, yeah. that Smith really should have kept that yeah, close yeah. in mind. Like, just <laughs> practically agree. speaking. They, had a, they yeah. had a pull Groot in there, though. I mean, it must be weird being like, we have to have every one of these characters do something kind of significant, yeah, but there are sure. so many of them. Mm-hmm. I do like that uh, Vin Diesel has been the voice of Groot uh, from adult to baby mm-hmm. to teenage Groot now. <laughs> um, but yeah, teenage Groot was really cool, playing his little... Uh, warner brothers game that he exactly. was playing yeah, and thor was speaks Groot. <laughs> yeah as an elective that he took in asgard i thought that was one of the funniest lines was, of the whole movie that was that was very cute um i was thrilled to see wakanda again yes. that was really exciting to see all of them i mean the dora Milaje, mm-hmm. um that was great seeing shuri again mm-hmm. i saw um that um that there was some discussion about a possible spinoff that she might be in, oh, for, cool. which, which would be great. So I, I thought that was really interesting and, and seeing them all kind of on the turf of Wakanda and seeing how the technology helps and her trying to help Vision, of course, which that was really sad mm-hmm. watching Vision. Like, again, someone who's like, you know, sacrifice me because mm-hmm. it's the only destroys the stone and kills him. And then Thanos just walks up, brings yeah. him back to life and takes the stone. So mm-hmm. it's like all nothing which is sad yeah yeah it's tough and and i guess that's almost kind of the theme of the film in a lot of ways isn't Mm -hmm. it a sacrifice for this one Mm -hmm. um with vision i am curious i of course my marvel knowledge is limited but there is a version of of vision that's all kind of grayscale like he was after the soul storm was taken so i'm wondering if they won't get him back online in some way but without his soul so it'd be more like kind of a, a robot or android for lack of a better word um, that's just kind of a guess that I have. Who really knows, though? Well, they've all got to come back, right? Right, yes. You know? And presumably the time stone will play into that uh-huh. somehow. Um, I'm really curious to see how that will work out in the next movie, if all of them are in an alternative... Uh, this is kind of my prediction. I think that a lot of the Avengers who didn't get taken are going to die, and I think these are a lot of the people that have been around since, like, the first movie, so they're kind of timed out now. And then after that, going forward, the Avengers will be made up of some of the ones that were taken by Thanos right mm-hmm. now. So, like Black Panther, for example, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Bucky. I think he'll be the new Captain America. So that's kind of my prediction oh, as to what will go on after this, yeah. That's good. And I Captain hadn't thought Marvel. that far ahead. I was like, yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> that's, a, my, that's just a long, uh, you know, kind of shot-in-the-dark guess. No, that's um, uh, the post credit scene, too, uh, had the reference to Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. which was cool. Yeah, Presumably, that was exciting. Yeah, she's in space, I think. I, just, I mean, I assume so. She would have probably been there. And that movie's in the works, isn't it? Yes. Okay, that's really... that's. Yeah. I, I look forward to seeing that. Yeah, I don't know very much about Captain Marvel, so I'll be happy to learn a little bit about her. I think there are two movies between Infinity War and Infinity War 2. One of them is Ant-Man, and the other one might be the Captain Marvel. I can't remember what okay. the second one is. Yeah. Ant-Man will be fun to see again. I'm assuming it's going to take place before Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, how could they even make a movie about anything? Yeah, that's except a good for point. They would just be like, yeah, half the people are right. gone. Like, I'm super upset right now. I'm like, that's what I'm going to be doing There's for 90 much minutes. Like, talk about, I don't really, yeah. like, I'm not really interested in like a bank heist or whatever it will be Right. About. Yeah. <laughs> that seems kind of like a small yeah, concern sure. amidst everything else. Let's see. Anything else? Any other characters or themes that we um, want Iron Man was awesome. Yes. Uh, he was really cool. I liked his nanotech suit that I assume maybe had some, like, uh, 
technology from Wakanda in it. It was really cool when, like, his helmet got ripped off, and then there wasn't quite enough nanoparticles to, like, mm-hmm. have the whole suit. So, like, his legs were exposed and a new helmet formed. Yeah. Or he would have, like, a big gauntlet, and then, it would, like, the particles would be shifting across his body. That was really neat, I thought. It was. And as arrogant as he is a lot of the time, I can't help but find him extremely charming and funny, and I just enjoy watching Absolutely. him. Absolutely. He's and, just so good. And selfless in a lot of ways, despite, like, how... Like, he's kind of a bad person for a while. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But even Captain America, who, what an awesome reveal he had, mm-hmm. says, you know, when they're like, yeah, you got to arrest Captain America. Or he's like, look, you Earth just lost, like, the best defender you had. Yeah. So I'm here to help now. Yeah. And I think that means a lot coming from Captain America. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Definitely. And I, you know, it seems like he was, like, a lot of them, like, trying to live a normal life with Pepper. Yeah. And that gets disrupted, but... And they're engaged. Yeah, yeah, and he even wants to have a child. Yeah. Right, they're yeah. talking about that. I did love when he invited Wong to the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was one of the, I thought maybe it was my yeah. favorite sequence was when uh, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man and Iron Man and Wong were all fighting in the park. I thought that was really that cool. That was cool. Yeah, I liked that a lot. Let's see, did we miss any? I'm almost certain we any? did, but I can't remember. Um, Overall, it was such a fun movie, though. Seriously, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it, was, it a lot. It was very good. That's all I have to yeah, say. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, most of the time, other than these little things we're talking about, like we said, it just seemed like very suspenseful, action-oriented the whole time. You don't get much, uh, too much of a break without, besides some of the comic relief, in terms of really sitting back, because all the, the deeper stories you've already seen. Yeah, absolutely. leading up to it. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. All right, well, uh, let us know what you thought of the movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe just tweet it at us. Uh, uh, yeah, that sounds great. Well, we'll cut it off there then, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Jedi Council Podcast, a member of the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. You can find more information about our podcast or blog at www.jedi-council.com. If you would like to support the Jedi Council Podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Jedi Council. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of our employers. Additionally, this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be used in place of advice from a mental health or medical professional. If you're struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help.